Hey guys, you're listening to the Perfect 10 podcast and I am Lana Turner and uh, I have brought a guest on to the podcast who hasn't been on in a really long time and I've uh, okay, this is Big Mike. Hey. <laughs> and you guys might remember we talked about all kinds of stuff in the past. Um, but I've known Big Mike for how many years uh, have we known each six, other? 7 years now. It's been a I think it's been it more. Flies, yeah. More. Just since my bad bar gigs like like since '09, I think. Since the bad bar gigs, yeah, bad <laughs> we're bar still gigs. doing bad bar yeah, gigs. I'll still do bar gig, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't tell nobody, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so, we've had so many years of just like driving in cars to do shitty gigs together, right? Exactly. And then right. they've gotten better over the years. So, you know, we'll still take a crappy one on a Wednesday <laughs> night. <laughs> I love crappy gigs. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I learn a lot from doing shitty gigs. But, I mean, I learned a lot from just hanging out with you. Oh. Um, I think it's interesting. Right now, we're hanging outside of a Starbucks. just In ha- Studio City. In Studio City. And it's a good life, right? Yeah. Like running into people and hanging out. Everyone looks happy. Everyone's happy. <laughs> it's just, this isn't really... I don't, I don't do this every day, but it's kind of like... It's a whole different world, right? I don't even come out in daytime, okay? My, <laughs> my day doesn't start till the sunset. It's like, all right, which show am I going to do? So I got this you is up very early. much not my norm <laughs> being out at, at noon in, in L.A. Well, because normally we're talking at, like, 2 a.m. in a car. And some of the stuff that you've talked to me about, like, that is your world, it blows my mind. Because I, n- I recognize that your life is not an uncommon story. Some of the things that have happened when we talk about like some of the hardships that you've had. Sure. But from my perspective, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, I can't believe you, you, you just need to start sharing. Cause I, I'm not going to be able to like, like well, you, you know, were incarcerated for shit that just blew my mind. Well, and then the, the amount of time you had to spend. And I, like, I'll tell you something weird. Being going to jail is a, a habit you can develop. <laughs> Like, it's very easy once you get started. Why do you say that? Well, in my case, uh, I fit a really good description. Six foot plus black male, dark skin, and bald. So you're already getting looked at. So any slippage adds to your odds of getting popped. And as far as just the law is concerned, then as far as breaking laws goes, it's very easy. Is that do. part of, you mean, is that the habit of the breaking the law? Or yeah. that's just easy? And, and also the whole system, doing time, going through the courts taking the plea there's a lot of guys that they have to reach that point where wow i have something to lose and when you're young and you don't have a job and your money's messed up and you're staying on someone's couch you don't have anything to lose so you know it makes it easier and so to, to do something that do might, something get you caught. might get you caught and honestly you know if, if you're brown or black your eyes are on you more than if you're a typical nerdy white guy and that's does it does just so much shit <laughs> I'd known some shady son of bitches from like Australia. Even <laughs> my crime partner was from Australia, which was hilarious. We did all kind of hustles together. He, now he's a white guy from Australia. Oh yeah, nobody would give him a second look. He's five foot eight, nice little Oakley glasses from Australia. Wouldn't what? even think the car he was driving in was stolen. What kind of hustle? What do you mean? Well, we did a lot of credit card stuff and uh, identity theft. That was real popular in the early two thousands. Uh, How did you connect with him? You know, I got I stole this chick's credit card. And then he was like, we need to do this together? I, one of my buddies referred me. I was like, hey, man, I got a Discover card with a 5G limit on it. Own girl doesn't even know. And he's like, I'll put you together with my buddy Tony. And we became tight friends for about four years. All right, I'll take part the part about wrongfully incarcerated. Maybe it's just the length to which you were. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I've, I've had some wrongful arrests. Like, I've had some stops and frisks. But as far as actually, um, I've never went to a trial because you got me. It's like, well, why go to trial, get more time? That's where the plea bargains come in. So well, and also if you got a public defender who's got the money to get a good lawyer, and that's why that's you know the system is so built around numbers, that even if you have a case that can be kind of wobbly, like you're not really sure, but if you got some damn dump truck public defender and he's got 12 cases that afternoon, you're probably gonna end up screwed. So it's to your advantage to take whatever deal they give you. But I've never been to a trial because I most time I was guilty, but I have been arrested or stopped in hell for a day or two. How many times were you? Arrested. arrested? Oh my God, I lost count. Really? Oh my. Um, what was what? At what age did you start the first time? You know, it's funny. The very first arrest I had was for for trespassing at a school I used to go to. Like every kid ditches and goes back to his old damn school, but they had school police in South Central, and so school police put his knee on my head and. What? Yeah, Jack. Wait, wait. Up. You went back. You left your what? Like your eighth junior grade, high. Eighth grade class. 
just went to go hang with my boys, say what's up, because I uh, went to a school. On, to, on a different campus. campus. Yeah, but I went back to the old campus that I just left like a month earlier. School police jacked me up like I was. Uh, you got arrested for yeah, going for to, trespassing for going to school. Yeah, because you're go at a school that you don't belong to. Yes, how stupid is that? That was 14. That was the first taste of. You uh, probably didn't even know you could get in trouble for that. No, you I mean it's think. after school. I mean it's all my buddies. It was after school. Yeah, gates are open. And everything. People are all over the place. After, so you went after school mm -hmm. to hang out with some friends. Yeah, I, did. I never game bang. Never was my thing. I'm so, so confused. Like, like, oh, he's a criminal. Like, yeah. And you were in eighth grade. Yeah. So eighth grade is what? How old? Yeah, like um, thir 14 years old. Oh my God. 14. So 1988. And so that's already an arrest on your record yeah. at 14. Mm -hmm. And then did you you they went had to jail? A real LAPD detectives. Was it like a misdemeanor? Or misdemeanor, but yeah, it's misdemeanor trespassing. But you got a record. And you and it's a fine and all the other yeah. stuff. Or to take a plea, probation, fine. Fuck. Yeah, fourteen in the system. Boom, hanging out with your boys at a, you know after school. That's insanity. Yes, it is. But that's that's, that's the system. It, and that. And, and in the eighties, they had, they were really cracking down on you know gangs and drugs. That was cold for just round up the brothers and the Mexicans. It was South Central. That's all that lived there. And Did you have a lot of interaction with gangs growing up in that area? Oh Lord, yeah. Yeah. You, you How did you avoid? Uh, they don't force you to join. Of course not. People want to join. And you didn't want anything to do with no, that? I, I had size, so I didn't have to, like, ooh, I need protection. You're I big was, Mike. Yeah. So you were always big dude. I was always a big a big kid. I was tall. Yeah. Lanky. Play, I played sports. I was in the girls yeah. at a young age. Way too young. <laughs> How young? 14. So around the time you get arrested. <laughs> yeah, it was all going down. I was getting the coochie and everything. Get you're very up. much an adult when you're still exactly. on the, <laughs> very much a child. goofy as hell, exactly. Wow. Yeah, but um, I, didn't have, I probably did have a typical childhood considering those times. I lived with my grandmother at that point. Um, what about, did you have siblings? I, have, I had, had four. Our One passed away. I'm sorry. Yeah. But were they also in and out of the same... Getting no, arrested that, well, Marcus is my, my younger brother. His mom was a real hard ass, <laughs> so he couldn't mess up because she'd whip his ass. You at guys were half 10. siblings, half, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my youngest sister, being a girl, she went a different route on fucking up. She, so? she got you know pregnant at 15. Oh. You know, so but she went that route. Well, you were also having sex at 15. Yeah, did you but I don't get nobody <laughs> pregnant until right. I, I was 17. Oh, you. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got. Yeah, but you know the same mama baby, daddy now. baby. I mean, it's a cold hard truth that women raise children and men have the option to be a deadbeat or yeah. or, 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 or just roll. And mm. that was a popular thing in the 70s and 80s. Guys walk around bragging, I got eight kids, motherfucker. I got four baby mamas. Mm -hmm. Two of them are cousins. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's a machismo thing. Like, you know, oh. back in the day, guys would brag about how many bears they killed. Well, when I was growing up, it was how many ugly chicks you banged. <laughs> that was like killing a bear. Like, man, I, man, I, I tore that ugly ass up. Killing breast a bear. Breast like button everything, but I still did it. It was like a challenge. <laughs> Any a man bear. can sleep with a fine chick, but who can bang an ugly fat bitch? That's that takes bravery. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> that takes bravery. <laughs> you banged a bear <laughs> instead of killing a bear. <laughs> That's right. You banged a bear, damn it. Like, I did it, Dad. I, I dealt with the worst. It's all uphill from here. That's so fucking funny, Mike. You're so funny. <laughs> you, you. I mean, they say comedy comes from tragedy. You've had so much tragedy. So 14, you're in the system. Yeah. It's like, why not continue to be in the system? So that's when you're. That's what you said before about it kind of it being can, a Yeah, as a juvenile, a I got in a fight with a, my girlfriend's stepdad. He picked a fight with me because I was hitting it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, me and that girl were like jackrabbits. How I mean, old were you? At that time, I was 16. So he wanted you off his stepdaughter. Yes. He was like, you need to get. <laughs> Mind you, his, his, her mama, his wife was fucking around with someone else. It's like, oh. don't worry about your own bitch, motherfucker. You know, he took his anger out. He was directing it yeah, at you. Yeah, he pushed me in the back when he told me to leave. When he pushed me in the back, I turned around and whipped his ass. Wait, did he catch you in the act or something? Oh, no, he never caught me. But, oh. you know, it, we were But all he wanted you away from wanted his me family. Wanted me out of the picture, yeah. You, the family was in a lot of turmoil. Yeah. And you're in there just. <laughs> tan his stepdaughter up. Just tan it up all the time. My house, his house, the butt beach, the bare tar pits. And we were like ridiculous. <laughs> we, we, we were ridiculous, me and, me and um, this unnamed chick. What's up, Steph? But uh, <laughs> and he picked a fight with me, pushed me in the back, and I turned around and hit him with a hit him in the head with a chair. And oh, then I had to call the paramedics because he played like he was having a heart attack. 
Then the paramedics show but up. He and took say, the first hit with you. Yeah, right? he started it. Pushed me in the back twice, and the second push, that was it. Yeah. And when the paramedics came, because I was a really intelligent young kid, but I had a temper, so they're like, "Well, um, who called us?" Like I did. They're like, "Well, who who hit him?" I did. <laughs> so then the firemen were like, "Yo, you got to back up." Cops came, got arrested. Even though he hit you first, it was mm. sort of wasn't it? I mean, I guess you took defense. He was forty nine, white guy. She was she was half oh. white Mexican. Oh. And Do you think that's what the difference is? Is because of no, the, I the think racism? He, he was just old and got his ass whooped. And I, you know, he it would have been a young white kid. The same thing would happen. Right. You know, they would have arrested him, took him in. That that had nothing to do with race. I mean, okay. I was gonna you know. Dude you was laid out. You you did a number on him. I did a number on him, and um, so they let me out on house arrest. And it was funny. He called me up, said he dropped the charges if I'd stop dating this girl. Uh huh. Meanwhile, she's like hooking it up while I'm on the phone. <gasps> with. Mike just used his <laughs> hand to show that she was blowing him yeah, while she, he was on the phone with her stepdad. Well, he said I'll drop the charges. I'm like, okay, man. Um, that uh, that sounds like a fair <laughs> offer. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and he dropped the charges? Yeah, he did. But I, st- I had to take, basically, he, he said he didn't want to cooperate. I had to take probation. Oh. And then two months later, I got in a fight with my uncle, who was equally as old. I had a hard thing about male authority giving me shit. Okay. That's, I don't know. It was just one of them things. You're not going to be yelling at me and pushing at me. And so how old are you now? I am 43 now. No, no, no. I mean, at this point in the oh, story. Oh, 17, <laughs> 17. 17. And so this is your third arrest for getting in a fight with him. Yeah, with my uncle. I gave my uncle a machete and told him, said, I'll make it fair for you. Oh, shit. <laughs> really? So you're, you're just a really angry I was kid a, at this I point. Was a, no, I was angry. He owed me $80. Okay. He owed me $80. We went playing video games on my birthday, gambling. Uh-huh. And he owed me $80. This is your uncle. Yeah, he, he didn't want to pay. So then my aunt calls him up on a three-way. Oh, I call my uncle up. We're all on a three-way. And my aunt comes out of the way. I knew you weren't going to pay him. So he comes over <laughs> my house like he wanted to fight me, and um, so I made it fair for him. Then I you gave know, him the machete and said, "Then end up choking him out." You know. Oh my God. <laughs> two days later, the cops arrested me in my bikini panties. You know, it, it was popular around that time. You know, bikini draws, Miami Vice. You know, <laughs> I went to jail in my bikini they, draws. Did they like arrest you in the like the front of your house in your underwear? No, they came type two thing? days later because I stayed at my one of my aunt's houses. So they came two days later and arrested me. Did she? Did you know that they were coming to arrest you? No, at some it was point? six in the morning. So you didn't know that he called the police. On. Oh, I knew the police were involved, but uh, I didn't know they were going to show up at six a.m. Guns blazing. Wow, this is crazy. So are you, are you friendly with this uncle nowadays? Yeah, we talk now, but it took a lot of undoing on his on our parts. You know. Yeah. It, you know, it, it hurt his pride to get whooped on by his young nephew, because he wasn't that old then. He was like, maybe, well, this was that what. 25 years ago. Oh, he just, yeah, 40, he was 45. Strong as an ox, 45 years old. And you took him down. And yeah. that, that you think that's why? Oh, that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It was 80 damn dollars, though. And this was like 1990. That's like 120 now. <laughs> well, it, that's, I mean, costs a lot more money when you start dealing with all the other shit. I mean, once you get arrested. It's, it, it's, it's a, a young guy thing. You ever watch Bonanza? No. Oh, you should watch Bonanza. That's I see. I got my t- my male morals from TV shows, <laughs> like you know Scarface. Was it the right shows? The wrong? Yeah, hey, I was gonna well, say the right. It, yeah, it, you know Scarface. Uh, you know Bonanza, like being with his sons. If you turned your back on one of them Cartwright boys, that's the ultimate insult to me as a man. Don't turn your back on me when I try to shake your hand. You don't shake it. Nowadays, are you? St- you're so softened now, right? Like I'm nicer, but those things still bother me. I just react differently. I just won't interact with someone that um, tries to provoke me. Uh, so I try to go that route, just cut you off completely. So then, like, did the arrest progress? Because then you said you got into, like, kind well, of, that, pet, like, crimes and stuff with this. Well, that one was when I was 17, and I just had the bad luck of, um, <laughs> I turned 18, and then it was um, April 29th, 92, the day of the L.A. riots. And I was out at the beach with my girl, the same ex-girlfriend, the same girlfriend with the crazy daddy. We was at the beach because we didn't have nowhere to go screw, so we went to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and then the verdict came down like, like, uh-oh. She lived in Beverly Hills. I lived in South Central. So we went our separate ways on a bus. I went, I went south. She went north. And when I got home, it was just all this, you know, looting going on. But then I realized, whoa, that's free shit. So <laughs> oh. it wasn't a real protest. It was more like free. Yeah, people were pissed. but So you were there. You were involved in, in the looting, in yeah. Getting 
So your attitude was like, fuck it, I'm just going to grab some. What did yeah. you, what did you, t- this is an interesting oh, story. Good Lord. I filled up a grocery cart full of like canned food. I'm like, I'm eating good for two months. Then I went to a swap meet and it was hard getting the shoes. I got there a little late, so the pairs were mismatched. So you were trying to match your size. <laughs> were you, was it just sort of like mayhem where people were just saying, hey, go down here, you can get this, or go over here, you can get that? Yeah, there was no, no unfortunately, no Twitter. Oh, God, the riot would have been so coordinated <laughs> with, with a Twitter page. <laughs> All right, y'all, Instagram posts passing up. <laughs> I just came to fuck up. <laughs> Oh I just God. got eight guns up in here. Yeah, I mean, there's all that video of people, like, running off of TVs and stuff. Yeah, I didn't have a car. And so the second day is when I got busted because I went too far into Beverly Hills. Went to La Cienega, near Pico. <laughs> I should have stuck my black ass in the hood where it was safe. Where, they where did. other people wandered. Yeah, they just surrendered. Yeah, you, when you wandered too far in the west, that's when they got your ass. Like, oh, you know, you ain't burning Beverly Hills, player. <laughs> and uh, what's up, man? Me and my cousin got caught with eight pull-out stereos each. You, yeah, but you know, back then you had to pull out the whole damn stereo and take it with you. Out of cars? Yeah. Well, Wait, we, we, got it, we got it from a car stereo place. Uh, so we just, we didn't have a car, but we can, we going to do something with them damn things. But did you, but this was during the riot? Yeah, the second that? day of the riots. Oh, this was when you went into Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny as hell. We were just walking down the street, me and my cousin. I'm like, hey, man, you hear that purring sound? You know, when those, those Crown Victorias go. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, yeah, what is that? Turn our head. 12 gauge pumped up. I'm like, hey, man, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. We were afraid they were just going to shoot first and ask questions later, but, you know. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're just now 18. So now it's but like, well, you're 18 and it's a different thing, right? I'm 18. Because I got my first felony case. It's felony now. It's felony. Well, the, 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 the fights were felony, too. But you were underage. Yeah. So I'm 18. <laughs> I got a felony case. I was two weeks from going to the Marine Corps. Oh. Hey, I might be dead now. Who knows? You know, if you'd have gone into the Marines, you never know. Yeah, you never Cause, life, cause, life Yeah, Bush crazy. declared war in Iraq. Yeah. A couple months later. But that, was that a dream of yours? Was to be a Marine? It was a means to an end. I always respected those guys, but I had a kid on the way, so I'm like, okay, I gotta get my shit together. And school was a dead end at that point. Uh, you know, so I was, yeah, I did want to join. I, you know, I totally respect what those guys do to this day. But, you know, it wasn't like it was rampant in my family or anything. It's interesting because I could have seen you. I can see you be a Marine. Like, if you, I, I just. Back in the old days, they would have gave me the choice. Oh, well, you this guy was two weeks for He already did all the testing. He did the physical. I literally just had to go get sworn in. And, and then you got arrested. The, yeah, back in the 60s and 70s, they would have did a jail deferment. All right, you don't go to the military for four years. We'll wipe this case clean. Mm-hmm. But it was so political then. That wasn't happening. They extended on habeas corpus to seven days instead of two because so, the jails were so overflooded with people. Like, you usually have two days for them to prosecute, get you arraigned, get you in front of a judge. They stretched it to seven. It's yeah. you, you could probably, you probably know the laws, like, inside and out because you've had to deal with it so sure. much. It's like I've never, I, I have an education right now. I'm getting in, like, also the legal yeah. system. Getting family court, you're going to know it yeah. hands, hands down. <laughs> You'll be right a sitcom for family court. Uh, it's it's crazy the educations you get that you don't want in mm-hmm. life when you're forced into a situation to deal sure. with bullshit. Because you're like, how? All right, so. <laughs> I was 18. I was so I was in LA County, tall, skinny, went to jail with bikini panties on. So you were, they took you in. They didn't allow you to get dressed. You show up. No, in no, no, no. I, I, I was fully dressed. Oh, when but I arrested. they're underneath. Yeah, but I didn't want to throw away my drawers, so I kept them. And uh, I'll tell you this story real quick. I'm up there on Wayside. Near Magic Mountain, and I wake up. I gotta take a leak. This is the where the whole jail is. Yeah, super. Can you ma- see match. Magic Mountain from your? Jail? Oh yeah, you can hear them screaming and everything. It's oh, hell. That sucks. It's just hell. Wait. <laughs> and you're in there. And you're like, man, fuck y'all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up out my bed around two in the morning to go take a leak, but I forgot to put my boxers on on top of my bikini drawers. And I had a had a heart on too, so I walk around the door <laughs> with all these grown ass men and somebody yells, "Yo, cuz that motherfucker got panties on, dog." <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like a everybody with their towel just dropped. I'm like, "Oh hell no!" Because it was it was everybody was sleep. It was like 80 dudes in the door. I just thought I could go ahead walk to the pincer and walk right back. They all woke up. <laughs> oh my god! I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, these nasty. But I'm, you know what? That's such an overrated thing. There is no prison rape. It's a really? myth. It's a myth. Well, you you're, you're you were tough as nails. But I, I, I had to learn, and what? But there, it doesn't happen. You know what it is? A lot of dating going on. Oh, it's yeah. consen- You think it's more consensual? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. When people get lonely, I guess. They be in there for six months, end up hooking up. It's where a, a borderline gay dude can just go ahead and say, fuck it, this, I can be gay here and not on the street, and they can don't but, consider themselves gay. So the idea that, I mean, there's got to be some rape. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Mm. I spent probably four years of my life in jails. Never seen it happen. What about prison? Prison. It's prison, prison too. Yeah? I've been to prison. Does not happen. They couple up. They really bold there. Holding hands, everything. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Little dude, big guy, two big guys. Going slamming at it. Lifers with new dudes. guess they're having fun while they're in there, at least. Ugh. <laughs> like if, I, if it's I, against I, sensual, then why not? Like, I, what else are you going to do? I don't know. Jack off. Keep on jacking off. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're into it, though, and you're in there, then why not? Then that's I think a lot of it comes to boredom, but some of them, some dudes do use that excuse as a, hey, I can be gay here. I can get some head from a punk. I'll never forget that I had a week left when I was in prison. And I'm like, you know, hanging with these two guys, tough dudes. One's like about 5'8", but he's been doing time forever. The other guy just finished doing 11 years, and he's in there for like a two-year bid. And they start talking about, man, punk here is the best head. I said, you know what? You can have that great punk head all you want. What is punk head? You know, from a punk, uh, from a, from a dude, from a. They don't consider they don't consider themselves gay when they say that. Punk head. So they call. Okay, it, so like, like, okay, so head from an, another man, mm-hmm. uh, punk. Yeah. I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I tell you what. I'm gonna get out in about a week, and get that average head from my wife while I get some great punk head up in here. Wow. They're trying to sell that shit like that, man. To you? Like, yeah. Like you're getting out in a week, don't you want to try this before you go? Yeah, almost oh. like a going away present. Like, I'm good, dog. I got one more week, and I'm leaving here straight as hell. You keep it. It was almost like we could set you up type of deal. Like, I don't care. That's just going to be a mystery to me. Right. Well, I, I've often said that I think that, um, that a man would know better how to – this total tangent, but because you have you have a dick, yeah, and you know it's what like you like. It's like the same thing when a guy goes down on a chick. We right. don't know. You don't know. Especially what's if y'all good. don't communicate, right? You know, you know, you don't give us a little hint at all. We don't. We're just down there, just diving around, swimming and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. Know, it definitely takes communication to know what, right. what you're doing. So. Right. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be punk. Yeah. <laughs> Punkhead. Like, oh, punkhead. What's that? <laughs> I've never heard it. <laughs> That's okay. So wait. So how many? So you get a. Uh, I have to. So at this point, you are a criminal. I mean, you were stealing shit out of a car. No, so, it, was, it was out of a store. Oh, it was for, a store. For a car. I went to an Allen Ad superstore. Okay. And, just and it was all st- part of the riot. So everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Thousands of arrests. You know, it's almost like if you didn't get, if you didn't do it, you wasn't a brother. Right. Well, the funny part was Latino cats was doing it too. They just getting in like free shit. Fuck it. Yeah. Right. Fuck, fuck the LAPD. It was that. I remember that time. I mean, it was awful and crazy and like, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. So then what? So how much time did you serve on that? I did three months. Oh, that's a long county. time. My, my cousin did five. So it was, it was with your cousin that you guys were doing that? Yeah, okay. we got arrested together. What was funny is Why he got, did he get more time than you? Because he was older? He had a Korean lawyer. Oh, you had a better attorney. He had a Korean lawyer. And, and the Koreans got hit. They own most of those stores. Got looted. Oh. Yeah. So See, Koreans his, his own most of South Central, all the liquor stores and swap meets. Wait, so his lawyer didn't do? A, oh, because it was an assigned attorney. It was yeah, somebody that was. Yeah, public defender. Right. So he got him a deal. Nine months. He did five on nine. So it wasn't like the deal was unfair, but mine was better. That's interesting. And they separated us. He was at one facility. I was at another. That's crazy. The same crime, two different punishments. That tells exactly. you how un. Oh, the system is all BS, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if I had a legit good lawyer, 18 years old, might have got to, I could have maybe had got sent to the Marine Corps and did my thing. But instead it was just, you know, total wash. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the system is geared to if you have money and you can fight it. Mm -hmm. I I, I can imagine. I mean, it it just, that makes total sense. Oh, yeah, it it totally is. From the bail to the... um, uh, getting bail if you don't have the money. What, you sit. what is it like to p- get bail for a for a crime like stealing a car back then? What was um, pretty much has always been like forty thousand. Good lord! So if you're broken up, steal a car, you probably don't have four G. No, sitting around. who does? <laughs> so you're gonna forty thousand dollars to get out. So you're gonna wait and until you take. You might as well just take your deal because you, if you're caught, you know. All right, so you do three months on that, and mm. then what? And then um, yeah, yeah, you come out. You can't do the Marines. You you need to get a job, I guess. But now you've got a, a record. Yeah, 
So I, I did some odd work. I, I ended up working at a swap meet doing construction at a place that I looted at. <laughs> that, that was funny. Like, I got to rebuild this shit for pay. <laughs> then, uh, you know, I worked at a Guitar Records at one point, and But then I found my niche for a while selling auto insurance when I was 21. And that was fun until they pulled my Auto license. insurance, you know exactly how much you need to insure your vehicle for <laughs> removal <laughs> of a <the> stereo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do. Look here, man. Your shit ain't worth 5000 You don't need that coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for a year and a half, but then um, I lied on my application about having a felony. So they pulled my license. Oh. And, and that's when I went full criminal. Like, what the, what's the point? <laughs> I was 23 at the time. You know, I was making about 3000 a month selling insurance. And um, my boss gives me the two fingers to pull how me did, outside. How did he find out? Um, the insurance commission, I guess, finally ran a background check a year plus later. Oh. And um, so I lost my job. I had oh. to move in with a skank in Gardena. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. I moved in with this chick that was just like strictly one night ass, like. You know, once a month, I'd go to Gardena and hit it and leave. Some Japanese bra that I met at a, at a club one night. Well. So then um, I ended up living with her for like six months. Because you needed a place to stay. Yeah, I was broken, toe up at 20, oh. 20. I was 23 at the time. What made her What made her so? I watched, what made her what? Like undesirable that you like feel like you. What was She it was overweight. Oh. I never liked overweight women. So you, So she was a big girl. For ja for Japanese, she was huge. But in the real world, 5'4", 160, 50, 60. That's a big girl. Bigger, yeah, yeah bigger, bigger than I ever wanted to get with. Okay. And, and I lived with her, and <laughs> I, I I finally got tired of her. So I went you into... You just, I, like, banging her for a place to stay? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I was totally manhorned. Oh, okay? God, Mike. I didn't know but the term. She, and she's, like, in love with you or something, oh, yeah. right? Oh, no, you know, I, I laid the pipe on her and shit, and she, you know... <laughs> She, she was dick whip. So she's she's thinking this is great, and oh, we have, he's oh, my boyfriend. He's moving oh, in with me. Oh, what was me, funny is, and you're I'm lying, saying I'm 26. This is a criminal act. She's saying it's she's horrible. 26. I look through the carpet in the closet one day, looking for something. I notice a tear on the carpet. I find her passport. Turned out she was 33. <gasps> I'm lying, saying I was 20, saying I was 26, but really I'm 23. And inside the passport album is all these pictures with her with these Ice Cube, Dr. Dre looking ass brothers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, no wonder I couldn't feel that coochie. All these brothers have blown it up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. But that's fate, though, because you know what? In that building, that's where I met my wife that I'm with now. Oh. I met Rhonda because she was dating my downstairs neighbor. I always hated that dude. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck his bitch. Really? really what, yeah. That's so you're living with this one woman that you're not into. Yeah. And then you see the woman that you're going to marry one day, but you really don't in, aren't into her either. No, I'm just, she's, I'm 23. I ain't trying to be with nobody. It's a, it's a, I'm going to fuck it's that girl to fuck with that guy. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. How did that, how did you do that? That's amazing. Uh, you, you got game, Mike. <laughs> I ran off the Japanese girl by t telling her about my trip to Vegas with another chick. Oh. I, it was this girl named Sandy I dated. I, I actually sold her insurance and cracked her. <laughs> You, you sold a girl insurance and then you ended up going to Vegas with her and sleeping with her? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, she, that was a good time. She needed good insurance? She, she did. <laughs> you sold her your policy. Yeah, I, I sold her the full length policy. <laughs> <laughs> went to Vegas with her. And then the Japanese girl, I told her, yeah, I went to Vegas with Sandy. You being with a Sandy? Yeah, I'm with Sandy. <laughs> I'd be a leaking that coochie all over the place, all over my face, girl. Say you, I'll kill you. I like, you know, I said, fuck you, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. I live here now. She moved in with her best friend. Never came back. She so you, you, you're a squatter. You took over. <laughs> yes, yes. I stole the apartment. You're such an asshole. <laughs> I was. That was 20 years ago, Michael. I'm nice now. Okay, so now she moved out. You take over the apartment, and then you hate your downstairs neighbor. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm gonna bang his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and then how that happened? Well, I already seen her a couple times flirting blatantly in front of homeboy. Flirting with you? Yeah, I'm flirting right, right at her. I'm just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you need a real man to rub your feet, get your bath, put some bath water on for your girl. <laughs> Got you up there working at Taco Bell all day. That's that bullshit. I was just smacking hard. Then one day I was on a train. I ran into her on a train. Got Randomly? Her yeah. Got her digits and that was that. So then she wasn't going downstairs to bang that guy. She was coming upstairs, upstairs to bang upstairs. you. And one day, homie knocked on my door. Hey, Wait, man. Was she living with that guy? No. He, no. Oh. No, she lived there with her parent, with her father. And um, he came asking me my advice. About the girl? Yeah. <laughs> like what to do? Yeah, man. She ain't returning my calls. 
if she, yeah, she, she don't come around no more, she's right in my living room. I was oh. living in a single. She's literally around the damn door. I like, look, man, maybe she just ain't into you no more. You know, I don't know. Maybe she messing with somebody else, player, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. Go to go to the Crenshaw Mall. Go see if you can match somebody else, dog. It's, it's probably a wrap. She probably just don't know how to tell you yet. Oh, my God. Why didn't you like him? You said he was an asshole, and here he is confiding in you. I just didn't like him. Just, some, <laughs> just He was also fat. Oh. Always walking around. You guys should have just swapped. Just sent the Japanese Yeah, go down there, girl. There you go. Yeah, we make a trade, bro. We, it was the 1800s. We could have worked that one out. But you've been with her, your wife for years. Yeah, so but I didn't marry her or nothing right away. I didn't, I didn't like her too much back then. <laughs> but she, you know, I, I, she was quiet and too shy, and it's like I gotta reach a fucking mind, and uh, you know. But we're opposites do attract. I'm definitely an alpha, and she's definitely an omega. But she's a strong woman now, you know. But that was what 1998. 97 when I cracked her. So, damn, basically 20 years. I so, from the, when you first met her, how long did it take before you guys ended up deciding to get married and, and realizing that she's... Three years later. Okay. Three so, years. it wasn't that long. Uh, I did a lot in them three years. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> did you get arrested again after the other oh, yeah. time? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I got arrested in 1998. Oh, uh, no, 99 for a stolen car. Um, did nine... Did, did nine months yeah. in county. That was tough. That was that was hard on me because it's a long time. Because it was it was. How can I put it? What they, were you gonna do with the car? Were you stealing it to like? No, I just felt like getting the. You know, I stole the jack some shit out of it. It was just random stuff. Like, oh, the car's there. Why not take it? To, to just go for a ride in it yeah, or just to being dumb and stupid. Let me figure out sell this shit. I knew some guys that brokered stolen cars. Oh. I was gonna take it to a shop shop. And um. Wow. Yeah, so I did the nine months, but then, like, halfway through the nine months, I uh, escaped. What? Yeah, I jumped over the wall. What? I was a trustee. You know, they have the inmates do janitorial work. So I was, you know. Was it a prison? I was at West Hollywood Sheriff's Station. Okay. You know how they have the brick wall there right at San Vicente and uh, Santa Monica? I I don't. Oh, yeah. It's right next to Pacific Design Center. It's a police station. Oh, yeah. Over by the park. Yes. There's a, I didn't know that. And where all the gay bars are at, right there. There's a sheriff's station. So you were there for nine months. I was there for my first five, and oh, I was no, I didn't no, know that people no, no, were out there. That's actually, a, I was there for like th- I only lasted three months. I take that that's back. That's like gay Disneyland there. So you're outside of Disney in yeah. Anaheim, and then you're outside of like uh-huh. the, all uh, the they parties. They trying to pull me in. So I was there as a trustee. So you get to watch the the, the cops' cars. They tip you five ten dollars every weekend. Ronda oh, so made they would take you over there to do. No, work, I was or you living there. there. I was living, living there. there. Yeah, they have inmate quarters and. Oh. You know, like, all right, we gonna lock so it's easy up. to get in and out of there, or? Well, yeah, there's just a brick wall that's like seven feet tall. You just hop, I just hop that sucker. Does that happen a lot over there? No, nah, because um, I don't think people. Li- I think I was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> then they figured out not to like. Just yeah, it's let like all right, in. you know what? We're gonna have to put these dudes on a little better tracking. And back then, you know, now they can put a bracelet on you, GPS your ass. Right, you they know. can find you quickly. Oh my God! So you just jumped over a wall, and then mm. you're. I mean, my first thought is that that's a such a highly po- they're not putting anybody dangerous i guess no. they can yeah so it's no at that point well if they, they would have used my juvenile background they should never have me up in there yeah based on my violent well, felonies oh i didn't even think about that yeah. but i mean the fact that somebody can just jump over a wall and mm-hmm. <laughs> run away with a jumpsuit but on it's so it's stupid to do that because you didn't have that much time left no i agree i yeah. just never liked jail I, it's just so you're whole just done you just thought about it like i'm going yeah fuck this and they're like oh you're gonna take you back to county i'm like no you're not and that was dumb that was unwise but you do dumb stuff when you don't have anything to give a fuck about. And then I was with Rhonda kind of sort of then. She would bring the baby every week for me to see. Because she um, just had our daughter. And, and she was, our daughter was like, you know, four or five months old. But she would also, I was actually giving her money every week while I was in. I was making money at the station, too. That's why Because I, of the tips and everything? Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd use that hustle well. And uh, That's interesting that I, you were able to, like, incur some income, too. Yeah, I was giving her 100 a week while I was locked up. Wow. That's not, I mean, that's a lot, a lot of money considering. Uh, is, is there nowadays the ability to make money in? No, they take away everything. Yeah, can't even smoke a cigarette. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it you're not, you're in jail or prison. You're not supposed to have. Oh no, the no, there's work going on. Don't get me wrong. Right, but they're, they're not that's, rewarding that's you. You're to be a slave labor. Right, right. Yeah, that's what that so is. That's a whole all that topic. F- furniture industries that they have. Yeah. All that IKEA looking industry. furniture. All that IKEA looking furniture people get. That's made it by prisons. You know, so I th- definitely think you should be able to earn money in there because most of those dudes never had a job right get a trade yeah but that's, so that's not what it's for what happened? so you jumped over the wall and then how fast before they found you and what did a couple you do days later 
They called me at Rhonda's place. I think her, I think her sister called on me, but I can't prove it. Because <laughs> she was living with her sister as a roommate. Oh, she wants to, like, get this guy out of here? Uh-huh. And she didn't even give me none when I was out. I was like, what the fuck? I jumped the wall, and you didn't give me no pussy? What the hell is this shit? I was, was she mad at you for leaving? Probably, but damn. You, you know, shit. Break me off a little something-something. <laughs> hell, I'll go back in. I'll turn myself in. But then you're going to go back in, and you're going to have so much more time. What? How long was your... They were nice about it. They only gave me 70 more days. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why I thought I got some ass. 70 days for Sakuchi. I don't know. I think well, when you ain't had no five months. months. On a seven-month stay? Yeah. Okay. So they threw on an extra two. But then they put me in higher security and, you know, <laughs> everywhere I went, I had to be shackled like a bunny. jump over a wall. Oh, they, I, I had ropes on me and chains on me all over the place. Ankles, wrists, waist, everywhere. Really? For the, like, in, whenever you had to walk from one any, place to another? Yeah, from court or anywhere. Because they know they, this guy can this, this jump a jack over a wall. This uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, He will run. You know, so I got out of there in um, October '99, and that's when me and Rhonda broke up the night I got out. Really? Mm-hmm. Cause she wouldn't give me none again. Talking about let's take things slow. I said, like, "What the fuck you mean slow? We got a one-year-old baby right there." <laughs> I like, "Oh hell with this shit." I even came with condoms and everything, and I ended up having to sleep with my my Australian buddy in his king-size bed with him. The guy that you were yeah, I ended up sleeping with a dude fresh out of damn county in nine months. Oh, that must. That have been. was oh, that pissed me off. <laughs> Oh, like, oh, hell no. He yeah, probably couldn't wait to see her. Mm-hmm. So all she was mad at you. So all of 2000, I was like, cool. It's on. Freak nasty. Yeah? Yeah, I was 26. Got an apartment with my buddy. That straight in cat in Woodland Hills. And it was on. I'll just say that because she probably thought we was dating at that point. No, man. We, you <laughs> know what? We were actually very broken up in 2000 for really? a while. To the point I even told her I was living with another woman. And so, ladies, when a guy tells you I'm living with so-and-so, he really don't want you no more. Because we're watching the But you yourself. ended up getting back together. Yeah, I did. But because of the, your daughter? That you, and, that was and a, also you a big motivation. <laughs> a really big motivation. <laughs> Mike, you're so good. Just, so, you guys, a big girl just walked by. <laughs> Mike is... You're just Mike. really distracting and not in a cool way. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of different people have been walking past us as we're doing this and, like, lots of traffic and stuff. But a, a, a hot girl walked by and Michael kind of paused and lean in and then... Big girl walks by and he goes like, "Oh, <laughs> damn, big draws. Like w- one butt she cheek." She wasn't was even that big. Oh hell, that was come on now. No, she wasn't. That, like I didn't notice. That's a side if you of had beef. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> big greasy bastard. No, that's heat is messing her up. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> so yeah, two thousand was interesting. Um, I did you know I was, did a lot of dating, but then I I got arrested again. I, I for the case that finally sent me to prison. What is that? Um, basically, well, they called it burglary, but it was identity theft. I was running, I was getting credit cards under our alias. Wow. I how, a, how were you getting them? Oh, I had a birth certificate for dude and a social security card and everything. Everything was how legit. How did you docs. get it? Well, so the birth certificate, you just go to Hall of Records and just fill some shit out with a bill. And what, it, what, what do you do? It takes a little what? time. But first you have to have a utility bill or have some type, something with the edge with your name on it. Okay. Because you tell him you lost your ID, so you got to start from scratch. Somebody's no, name. with the guys, then, yeah. And so I got the birth certificate. Wait, wait, but you get a birth certificate for, it's a real person? Yes. You just go to Hall of Records, get somebody shit, as long as you know where they live, came from. So there was somebody that you knew? I didn't know the guy personally, but what I got the info from um, one of my insurance clients, from one of my oh. homies that worked at insurance agency. Oh, so he knew that the person. Well, yeah, you asked all them weird questions. What's your mother's maiden name, all that yeah, Identity and they would stuff. say really be careful giving that information. You so have to you be give super to careful about that. Somebody at a, who's working in an office. Yeah, he slid it to me for 50 bucks. Holy shit. You want to identity to Mike, 50 bucks. Fuck. Yeah. Ah, that's mm. so shady. Yes. Because, I mean, I'm pretty forthcoming with that information. When I'm on the phone with somebody, I just feel like that they need this information. Mm-hmm. He needed and, they, and they could be he, sitting right there like, okay. I'm but he person. needed that information for whatever reason because that person didn't just give it to exactly. him. He yeah, had to. Insurance policy. Yeah. Right. So the guy working there was making money on the side. Selling identities. Well, no wonder they fired you when they identified that you had a criminal background. <laughs> hey, but I was being nice then, though. But once they brought me to the dark side, it was on and cracking. Oh, that's so <laughs> bad. All right. So the, this guy's working now in the office. Was he working where you used to work? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's got a little side business yeah, going on. Yeah, so I got the info. And oh, my God. Got the, got the docs. And so you completely <laughs> fucked up this guy's, like, yeah, he can, you know, identity. F- yeah, <laughs> I was one of them dudes. 
I started oh. a whole new industry. So was <laughs> Life it just, was it a bunch? <laughs> Life lock. <laughs> yeah, they made that company to fix your stuff. Yeah. Because the guys like me. I feel bad now. <laughs> you created an industry. Yes. That's so funny. So the guy that you, did you do this to multiple people, stole their identity, or was it just, uh, just a couple? Just a couple. Just a couple. And it was always through the insurance, you're, you had this like, yeah, guy. Yeah, I get the leads there usually. And so he was willing to, to get give you the information for 50 bucks. When they arrested you, did they ever trace it back to your contact? No. You never revealed no, never how you got any, it. Yeah, no way. There was no, never any, like they never realized all these people got insurance policies from this one person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they weren't able to put they, it together. They didn't put it together. Wow. Cops weren't that bright back then. They just weren't. Computers do their work now. But yeah, now they probably, do you think they'd figure it out nowadays? They, they could figure it out better now. Damn. So, all right, so, so you have this hookup. You're getting people's inside information, and then you go get a, so you get a, how, what are you saying about I the birth certificate? I went to Utah to get an ID. An ID for that guy. Yeah. So you pretended you were him. Yeah. So you had all his information. Yeah, was he in Utah? No. That's not a new resident. Oh, because you said you're moving. Yeah. And they give you your ID. They give you the ID the same day. And they take a picture of you. Yeah. So they have a record in Utah of a picture of you mm -hmm. with the wrong name. But they don't print you. So. Why? Do, why? Because Utah, you know, they this, don't. Yeah, it was a 2000. They didn't have no facial recognition like like they do now. Now they do. Yeah, don't get, get your ass off, off Instagram. But back then, it was the good old days. <laughs> you go to Utah, it was worth the drive. Cross the state line between Nevada and Utah, go to DMV. You're back in Vegas by evening time. All right, so then you get back, and then what? You have you start, so you start, start ordering building the credit. So you get credit cards from different companies. You mm -hmm. start calling and. Yeah, you get a P.O. box that you can use as a legal address. <laughs> and uh, you, know, you start building the guy's credit. How did you from. figure out how to do this? Was this the Australian guy? Me who and the Australian you? guy, yeah, he taught he me a lot. Knew. Yeah. And what was his thing? Like He, he came was a from straight Australia. Yeah, he, he lived in Australia, England. He's a shady son of a bitch. And he never got caught, as far as you know? No. One time we did both get arrested, uh -huh. and they let me go the same night. Because I wasn't doing anything. He was in the gym, about to leave town for uh -huh. a couple of days. And we had a box full of passports and socials and checks of different names. Oh, my God. And so he did get arrested. And they caught post him with that box? Oh, yeah. And the How did they know to find him? Well, I, I was behind the gym at LA Fitness. And then somebody called thinking I was being a pervert back there because I had my belt unbuckled because I was, I was tired. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and let him work out. I'm going to go to Vegas with him and fly back. And so someone called the police because I looked suspicious being behind the gym in a car. So when they searched the car, that's when they found his shit. Oh. But they really didn't have a reason to search him. So, they, you know, he fought that and got a really good deal on it. But he did have to do some time. He did have to do some time. Wow. Mm -hmm. did, have, do you ever, like, like Facebook him? Oh, no, no. We <laughs> totally lost track. Right. After I got after I went to jail for that that charge. Right. That's probably not a good thing yeah. to have that dude in your well, life. Well, yeah. When I got out, I, I didn't want to. Just wonder what happened to him. Oh, uh, he probably got shot. You know, Weasel survived. He probably lived right down the street. Weasel so. survived. <laughs> Weasel maybe he, maybe survived. he moved it into like some kind of shady legit thing, right? Oh yeah, like loan modification or some crazy yeah. crap. <laughs> it's on the other side I'll of it. I'll save you money, man. I save you money. Don't even worry about nothing. I save you money. You know, he, he's real slick. You know. You'd have to be charismatic and smart to be able to figure this shit out. I, I mean, I well, don't know. Well, I, I have nerves of steel. I could walk into a place, and I, I used to be able to do it. Now I can't because I care. Mm. But when I didn't <laughs> care, I could just walk in and totally give me the information. I memorized it in 20 minutes. I go in and get instant credit on somebody's name. Wow. Okay, so then you get caught for that. What's that? That's like a lot of I time. did a year for that. A year. Is that it for you, or did you keep getting into trouble? It. That's it? That was it? It was a hard year, though. Um my grandmother passed away while I was in there. That oh. was hard. Um, That's hard. Rhonda was going through a lot of shit. Because we had two kids at that point. And, you know, she's staying with family and it was miserable. She was you're, pregnant. You know, you're in a different place in your life now. All of a sudden you've got things that really, really yeah, matter. Yeah. And, and life shit's happening. Like you're losing we loved ones. We got married at that point, and um, oh. We got married after I got arrested. So, I mean, it wasn't... Uh, while you were in this, no, no, no. Before I, I jumped bail. I left that part out. I jumped, I jumped bail and changed my name for a few months. Oh my! Yeah. And that's when she, you got married. We got married before I jumped bail. A week before. Oh, God, Mike. <laughs> that's bad, man. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah, I, I can admit it was, it was. I was in my twenties. You know, I, I sold my Royal Oaks. That's so what's so funny about doing this comedy business because there's a lot of goobers in our business. And they don't really know the type of dude I, I really was. And that nature is still there. Like, <laughs> don't take my money. Don't try to run, take my show. Right. Um, I'll just give you an example I had last night happen. Uh, I have a really good friend. And he did my show, Brad, Brad Improv, last Wednesday night. And we're talking. He's like, yeah, man, um, 
I'm a, on the fourth is my birthday, man. I wish I was on that show. So he's trying to drop in a hint. Right. And I'm like, oh, dude, I thought I had you on it. I apologize. I'm like, I have to figure out somebody to remove. So I, I go through, I text one guy. Like, What I did was I wanted to switch one comic from Ontario Improv to the Ice House. So not like it's a total bumping. It's like, right, dude, it's Ice House. moving shows. Yeah, exactly. One guy's like, man, I can't make the 25th, but he's a fireman. So I'm like, okay, I get his schedule's mixed up. You know, when he's at a firehouse for five days, he can't go nowhere. So the second guy I, I asked, I basically wasn't asking, like, look, you're off on Ontario, but I'll book you at the Ice House. Here's the two shows. Well, I can't do that date. So he's like, did you bump me for this other guy? I said, I don't want to say their names. So they right, already right, get into right. me with each other. Usually I would, but I, I'll try to be nice. <laughs> we and so the com- comedian that got bumped, was, he just like, hey, did you bump me for that guy? I'm like, well, yeah, I did. It's his birthday. And that's where he left it at. So I thought about it. Like, you know what? I looked on the calendar. I saw two of my friends got shows back-to-back nights, the 5th and the 6th of April. I'm like, I'll be nice. I'll reach out to my boy, Michael Q. Hey, man, can I put this guy on? He'll get you 30 guests. I need a favor. I had to remove him from a show for this and that. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. The guy that got bumped was like, oh, he sends me back a text. I'm working on the 5th. Well, I got a show on the 5th. So I text him back, what about the 6th? Because mm-hmm. my other buddy, Dante Chang, got a show there. No reply. So now it's just it's personal on this dude's part. Is he just mad? Right. Like, like, he, like really, you just turning down two shows at Ontario Improv. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay, you just your prize out of whack. Meanwhile, he's writing the dude that he was bumped for threatening letters or your asshole. Your you piece just of get this. this some bullshit that you have to deal with and you're trying to help people out. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I told my friend whose birthday it is. And first off, you didn't do nothing wrong. I don't want to remove them. It's my call. It's my show. The, the buck stops here, and if he want to be mad at anybody, he should be mad at me. Right. <laughs> Not you. And the fact of the matter is, I've booked both these guys over the years countless times. Really, nobody should be mad at anybody, because sometimes you get bumped off a show. Sometimes things happen. It yeah, just is. and honestly, get your st- for one, get your stature up. Okay? You don't want to get bumped. You better work real hard. Right. I mean, you work really hard and not act like it's a hobby. That's what I really feel about it. Like, you know, get you some credits or whatever. Like the other night, someone got put on, Bruce Jingles got put on my show, which I didn't particularly like, not because it was him, just because it was anyone. But the club wasn't tripping. I'm like, let's get Bruce like seven, eight minutes. But he's working with, he, he did the same thing as Stoner Robs, and he's yeah. getting a lot of spots from improvs now, like drop in spots from the management. That's cool, but he's earned it by working hard there for years, producing shows, packing them out for years. And he became an asset where they're going to say, all right, we got 150 people in here. Bruce, go up there and rock that shit. Right. And I say about damn time. Yeah. You know, because the dude's a sure shot. So it's good. when I, I love when I see people like that getting that type of love. But when you go there and do a show and they give you 45 minutes. Right. You know, they're they not, they not tripping on you one bit about who what your lineup is. It's totally your call. So I totally was like, you know, I told my friends, dude, don't even worry about it. I tried to get the guy a guy spot. He don't want it. He's just upset. And you can't fix upset. But when I... When so my the point big was, mic now is, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I bec- I'm finding my inner zen. You can't <laughs> fix it. You're right. Whereas, whereas big mic pre- a few years ago... I would have took like- the Metrolink out to San Bernardino and had to get an old boy. Like, dude, we don't have to have talk. Right. But he didn't say nothing directly towards me. It was this other guy. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, I've been... How can I put this? Producing comedy shows is a thankless job. Somebody going to get mad. So I stopped caring. Who gets mad a long time ago? Well, you're really good at it. And you're a really good comic. You're really funny. And I've known you for a really long time. And I've always... I've always loved talking with you. I feel like we could talk another hour. Oh, we could. We should. You want to? Do you want to? <laughs> we'll do this again. I feel like I feel like your life is a book, and it's a story that I cannot relate to. Like every, it's almost like in each little thing that you've told me that we could have pushed pause and then done a podcast just about that. Like your year that you spent in in prison it could be something we could yeah, just talk about for forty five minutes if you want to at some point. That to me definitely was my final straw. I left, I left out something. When I, when I got out, my cousin passed away. My tight cousin I grew up with, the one I got arrested with, passed away three days later. Uh. Don't know how. Can't ever get a straight answer from his mom. It could have been an overdose. Could have been uh-huh. a violent act. Don't know. Um, and that was hard. And it was, it was funny because me and my family ended up having to live with his ex-wife in her house for two months. Because we were in a motel when I got to prison. 
because her brother put her out. Wow. He didn't want any contact with me and put her out. I seen him one time in 14 years. And he, he saw me coming. He started walking the other way and ran in his car. Oh, my brother-in-law had ass whooping. You don't put your sister in To this country. day, you guys have no relationship? Yeah, you don't do None. that. That's crazy. No, I definitely hold my with, ass whooping. With the kids, too. Yeah, he put her and the kids in a funky motel in Monte. Oh. And then, um, so luckily, this woman who married my cousin who got divorced from him because he was banging everything walking around town showed some mercy on me and my family and let us rent her two spare rooms for 600 a month which i would say she's like no mike go out and get it but don't break no laws like it's kind of hard to make five six hundred dollars when you're unemployed but i had some weird good luck it was a guy i did time with somehow he tracked me down because this is pre-facebook now anybody can stalk and find your ass and he got me a job at a construction company making 12 an hour, and at that time, that was a lot of money. And then I had, luckily I had all my stuff stored, all our furniture, and I used to collect these DVDs. Never would open them, because it was part of my credit card scam. So I would always buy a DVD or two. So when I got out, you know that uh, Amiibo music on Sunset? Uh -huh. I went there with a duffel bag with 300 unopened DVDs, <laughs> and I walked out there with two Gs. <laughs> Damn. So that was a good wow. start. And I had the rest of my furniture in store. this was after you'd gotten When out. I got out of prison, yeah. So you're figuring out ways to just kind of get by. And yeah. And then this, but this woman took me in. Her name's Alicia and took us in for two months. And I got, got a job from a dude I did time with. And he hooked me up with a construction job, which I ended up fucking off four months later and walked off of it. Because all they wanted me to do is dig holes. It was like rent a muscle. And I've always prided myself on making my money with my brain. Even when I was a criminal, I didn't use muscle to get the money. It was a con. Well, you're smart. Yeah, you're a you smart man. You yeah. just had, well, wow. I, I, I mean, it's just, your stories blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's interesting, like, how life sort of leads you. Like, you said a couple of things that really struck a chord. One was that had you gone into the military you, and become a Marine, you might not be alive. Might not be alive. It, and, it happens. And now you're at the other side of this crazy journey. You have beautiful children mm -hmm. you're still with your wife 16 years and next and, week and and you've got a career as a comic which is a dream in many ways i yeah, mean it's I, not I know work. it's not exactly it's not work i don't people want to act like it's work but you're using your mind yeah. to make a living and you have a business as as a promoter producer, yeah. as well and producer so um i think that's awesome and i want people to be able to find you and i want you to come back and and we'll talk more um so, Mike, where, what's the easiest places um, where people can find you? Everything's I think, is Big Mike Comic, at Big Mike Comic. And, um, or I'm Googleable under Mike Mitchell Comic. Mike Mitchell. All my videos comes up and everything. And, um, and tomorrow night I'm performing at Sal's Comedy Hall. Well, this will not be out by oh, then. But you're, well, then but, but you're at Sal's a lot. I'm at Sal's a lot. And at I'm the, at the Ice Improv House a lot. lot. You're, you're at, around town all the time. And I'm often on Mike shows, guys. So next time you see... If you're in the L.A. area, see, we'll post stuff about it. Absolutely. Big we got to do San Diego sometime. It'll be a fun trip. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. We, you know what? That's when you come back from New York. Idea. All right. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll, t we'll figure it out. We guys. do a lot of stuff together. We yeah, do. We, yeah. We, Mike, it's been such girlfriend. a pleasure <laughs> to hang out with you on this beautiful day. Um, so, guys, look up Big Mike and ask him more questions. And uh, you guys can always um, tweet at me, Lana Turner, at, and Facebook, Lana Turner. It's L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. -E she is stalkable, too. You can find I'm her. I'm totally stalkable. Yeah. And, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Perfect Ten Podcast. Thank you, Lana, for having me, girl. Thanks, Mike. How many minutes was that? It was long. <laughs>